all night to get lucky. We're up 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 all night to get 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 Welcome back. 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. We are unfortunately up all night long. That sucks. I'll talk about it. I'll talk about a lot of stuff. This is going to be kind of a weird podcast. I'm tired, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm up all night once again on 24's Pocket. So let me kind of let me kind of explain myself here. Um, I said I was gonna have like a podcast out at noon. <laughs> it's like midnight once again. Um, I I don't mean to do this, you know. I I mean to get out the podcast as I say, like you know, at noon. Um, the press conference happened at like. I think it was like 2.30 in the afternoon. I thought it was going to happen like at noon. Because that's usually when these like big deal press conferences happen. But they just, it, it took forever for them to get to noon. Which technically wasn't noon. It was 2.30. So I'm waiting. 2.30. An hour and a half passes. I, I Like an hour passes and I'm just like, I like... This is nothing. It's Jerry Jones essentially saying and doing nothing. And I mean, the journalist asked bad questions. And then I was just like, I'll just watch it later. You know, I'll literally just watch it later. Get the highlights later. And as I realized that, I was like, fuck, I don't have anything for the podcast. But then I was like, oh, man, maybe I can look at some other podcasts for some other like media things and then it's like maybe I can get some other content and then it's like I went back I watched the entire thing because I just stopped after an hour because I was like this is terrible and then uh, I watched it for the full hour and a half and I was like this is terrible I can't use anything I'll, I'll get into what I could use but for the most part I couldn't use anything and then I look into other cowboy like um things and then I also went to go get something to eat as well so that took like a good hour and a half as well and then I came back home and ate, and then I watched another hour-long podcast, and then another one, and then it just like went late into the night, and here we are at twelve thirty at night. I apologize. I didn't get to watch. I didn't get to. I didn't get to watch South Park tonight. There's a new episode. It's an hour long. I didn't get to watch it, and it's not on their it's not on their website, which you can essentially get free weekly new episodes of South Park. It's not an ad. I just wanted to I wanted to talk about it. I didn't get to see it, and they haven't put it up yet. I'm hurting is my point. I'm hurting. I'm disappointed in myself. I'm annoyed. I realize 
four, six, seven, eight hours after I had, I was supposed to release a podcast or really supposed to get started with the podcast. I, I don't have anything. I was like, that sucks. Then I saw another podcast and then I got really distracted by playing Pokemon. It was like late at night and then I found this like new hacked fire red Pokemon. It's called Pokemon Dark Rising. I think I got a Gilbert. What What's the... What's the Pokemon that turns? It's, it, it's, it, like, I got a really, really, it's Dark Rising. I got a Dark, not Dark. I got a Dragon Pokemon as my starter. You get three types of Dragon Pokemon. It's awesome. I literally, like, played it until my PS Vita ran out of battery. My PS Vita is modded and hacked. It has, like, a mod that allows me to conserve as much battery, and I still drained it. It's, like, the first time that's happened in years. I loved it as I was listening to all of these podcasts and I was trying to find another podcast to try and like waste more time so that way I could play more Pokemon. But then I was like, there's nothing else. And even with the podcast that I'd listened to, there's nothing there, ladies and gentlemen. But the reality is those are just excuses. Like that's just me, you and me beyond. Like there's just excuses. As I take a swig of my lemonade, my raspberry lemonade. But the reality is, it's very true. Like, that's why I'm super late to the party. But there was something that I did learn from the Dak Prescott conference that I think, hold on. Hold on. One more. It did get me jumping, ladies and gentlemen. Mute it. It did get me jumping to see Dak Prescott out there answering questions. It just is so disappointing that the questions were just terrible. You know, it was just terrible that I had to see Dak Prescott walk out there answer a bunch of questions. I did just hint at the big news. And I'm surprised that nobody is is psychoanalyzing this, that nobody is taking a bigger peek, bigger gander at it, considering how important it is, by the way. I'm bored it is to see Dak Prescott walking, considering that, considering that, like, literally people were like, Dak Prescott had a catastrophic injury. He'll never play football again. And it's like, like, I love how people aren't doctors speculate as if they are. Like, it's it's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. It's like, dude, doctors don't speculate on this stuff as much as some of you guys do. And it's like I'm watching him right now walking as he is going to sign his new fresh contract, talking to his agent Todd Archer. Is that his girlfriend? I don't, I, I don't know. It looks, she looks young, so I would assume so. And she's like the only girl in Dak's honorage. It's like his dad is there. His brother is there. So I'm assuming that's his girlfriend. She's leading the pack, by the way. Shout out to Dak. But I mean, Dak's walking. He's walking without a limp. He's walking without a boot on. He's in sneakers. I don't know if there's anything. He's wearing pants, so I don't, 
I can't see. This is the psychoanalyzing that I would expect from the media, but I got to do their media. I got to do the media's job once again. We're the best podcast. We don't worry about anybody else. But it's like he's walking. He's in cowboy colors. He's walking without a boot on. He's walking normally. Hello. Dak's back. Dak is in the saddle once again. They showed him walking, and it was like the first thing that I noticed as well. I was like, I was surprised nobody, I was surprised nobody within the media crowd, like, like even touched on it a little bit. I was super surprised. I was like, wait, you guys aren't going to talk about it? The questions that they asked, forget about them. They're terrible. But I mean, you know, who, like, I, I mean, like, like, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's like, I mean, what do you, what did you expect from paid journalists, you know, to ask a decent question? No. Apparently not. Apparently you can't ask, you know, journalists to do their freaking job. Unfortunately. But yes, um, Dak was walking and I was like screaming at my television because I was watching it live on the NFL Network. Ironically enough, has a better production than the Dallas Cowboys YouTube channel because it was super, super, super laggy, which is why it was like another reason why I was just like, well, that sucks. Like, literally, the broadcast was terrible on the Dallas Cowboys YouTube channel, which is when and where. They also had different camera angles. It's like they had better camera angles. They had better they, – they had they had more different camera angles, and they had actual, like, like um, graphics and things. But the broadcast was terrible. It was laggy. It was like it was like, they, like people were memeing about it in the comment section down below. Like, they had given Dak so much money that they didn't have any money left over for internet. It's like, goodness gracious, man. Pay AT&T, isn't they, they, how do you, you work with AT&T, they literally bought out the naming rights for your stadium, you couldn't call up AT&T and get better Wi-Fi? But yes, like, I mean, considering who's there and everybody's there, I mean, Dak looked like the healthiest dude ever, there on the thing, but then it's like, things become super laggy. I at first thought that it was my computer, and then I was like, oh wait, this is everybody. Yeah, I mean, Dak was Dak literally climbed the steps without any assistance. Like, I can't describe more how healthy he looks. Y- you just have to watch it. I mean, he's walking like a normal human being. Dak also said during the press conference that, like, there's no timetable on his injury. So it's like, which I, like, there's no timetable for him to be 100% on it, which it's like, you know, again, I'm not his doctor, so I'm not going to, like, speculate on that. But uh, he looks fucking healthy. He looks like he could run, go out right now and run around. And I think he even said during the press conference, I don't, don't quote me on this, but I think he said during the press conference that he's already been out on the field and stuff like that. I don't know if he's been throwing. I don't know if that's just been he's actually been out on the field, which he, technically speaking he has, because they were right behind or right in front of the practice field that the Cowboys practice on. So that's why he can say that. But um, he looks healthy, man. He's strutting his stuff. He's strutting his stuff. He looks like a million bucks. <laughs> Excuse me. He looks like 164 million bucks. He looks like 164 million bucks. Oh my God! Shout out Dak Prescott. I have to take another swig. 
164 million right there, right then and there. 40 million guaranteed. 40 million annually. 126 million guaranteed. He's ready. He is so ready. I like, like, I, I, I cannot believe how much fake news has come out about his injury. Where people are just like speculating. Again, it's like media members. I get it. Where people keep on saying it's a catastrophic injury. And it's like, dude, like, remember when you broke your arm or your leg and you were in a cast for six weeks? That's what happened. Like, there wasn't any nerve injuries <clears throat> or, excuse me, any nerve damage. And this is like facts. This is like from the, this is like from the post-op. This is from the doctor who operated on Dak. This is from the, um, the, the Cowboys doctor as well, who's like one of the best NFL doctors um, in, in the NFL. Like this is from all these people. This isn't from me speculating. This is like from him and from the surgeon that operated on Dak Prescott. He's like, yeah, like this was a, the surgery was a success. Uh, Dak is, Dak didn't have any nerve injuries or nerve damage, excuse me, um, because of the injury and also because of the operation, like clean as a whistle. Dallas also thinks so as well. Otherwise, why would they sign him? But I mean, it was a, I mean, he's, he's fine. He's fine. And it's like exactly what I talked about a couple of weeks ago. Shout out Jalen Waddle because he was also on like some shows today. But it's like it's it's exactly what I talked about. I don't know about a couple of weeks ago, but like maybe a couple of days ago with Jalen Waddle, where I was like, listen, man, Jalen Waddle played in the national championship game like three months after he had like fractured his ankle. He was lipping around. He was hobbling. Some would say, do I even want to make? Some would say he was waddling. I was about to say, do I want to even make that joke? It's like, yeah, I do. I'm a little bit of a jerk. But um, Jalen was playing, and he he was awesome. He was fantastic on one leg. On one leg. And he's known for speed and burst, and he was still gaining separation because of his route running. It's like, that should tell you something about Jalen Waddle. Just saying. So, I'm I'm not worried about Dak's injury. I don't know when he'll like. I was screaming at my TV to like, to like literally, um, like for the journalist to like literally ask him questions about his injury, and they just like asked one question, and then they essentially asked the exact same question for like an hour and thirty minutes. Like rather than psychoanalyze <clears throat> or critically analyze, maybe not psychoanalyze is the best way to describe it but like rather than like critically analyze what they were saying and what the journalists were asking and things of that nature i was just like you know what i'm gonna do i'm just going to um to handle things myself and to narrate over some things uh because they obviously they being the people running the show obviously don't know how to run a show and i'll do it myself people asking questions don't know how to freaking ask questions i'll do their job for them and not get paid for it i'm better way better don't mind doing their work for free i'm better um, so yeah, their questions were terrible. What a surprise. Um, but yeah, like I was screaming at my television. I was like, ask about his injury, ask about his injury, ask. And then once they did, I was like, ask him if he throw through because he kind of gave a generalized question. It's like they, like the, the dumb thing is they fucking got follow up questions. 
Like, they were able to have full-on conversations, essentially, with Dak, and they didn't ask follow-up questions. It's like, not not didn't ask follow-up questions, but they asked bad follow-up questions. It's like, can we get some good follow-up questions, please? And then they started it off by asking Jerry Jones a question, and then he went into, like, a 10-minute diatribe. It was terrible. That guy could literally care less what Jerry Jones has to say. I'm like, I'm here to learn about Dak and his injury and what's going on with Dak. And, you know, is he okay? Is he not okay? Can he play? You know, it, is it ner- is the nerve injury or is a nerve injury? Is it, you know, self-destructive? Is it, is it career injury? Will Dak Prescott have to retire? You know, can we put some of these questions? Like, let me let me finish this off. And let me also take some uh, some more water. Hold on. Mm. Two more seconds. You know what fucking jingles my jangles? You know what pisses me off? Is whenever people who speculate on things and have the power to then ask, like, questions about said things don't ask those questions about said things that they're speculating when they have the subject of speculation right in front of them with a microphone right in front of them. They don't even need to bring the recorders and put them on the podium. They, they, they can hear them. They can record it. It's being live broadcasted out to America via the NFL Network. Like, nobody was like, hey, Dak, um, we heard your injury is career ending. Uh, how do you feel about that? Nobody asked that question directly. And then it's like, I would have, like, like he talked about, like, doing, like, jogging and stuff like that. And it's like, like, I would have asked him, hey, Dak, you know, have you thrown t- this year? After I would have asked him about whether or not the ankle is, whether or not he feels healthy. And obviously he was because he was walking under his own power. It's like, <sighs> literally makes me want to bang my head against my desk. But yes, um, was I surprised what I saw at the press conference today is kind of another question that I guess I would ask. No, um, Dak's fine. Once again, I'm, I mean, I would have expected like something considering how much fucking noise I heard. I don't remember the guy that was, I got a burp. Excuse me. I don't remember the guy that was speculating about how serious the injury was for Dak. I knew it was bullshit considering that I hadn't heard anything about the severity of the injuries because the Dallas Cowboys would have 1,000% have leaked it. But I was surprised that one guy was, like, running with the narrative that Dak is hurt beyond, like, beyond what the Cowboys were letting on the media and the fans to believe. And I was like, well, wait a second. That literally makes no sense because the Cowboys, if he was hurt, they would have 1,000% have leaked it, um, despite HIPAA regulations and things of that nature um which hip is like uh, like it, it essentially allows you to be protected from like people knowing your health your your medical history and stuff like that like it allows it, it allows your medical history to be private and not public information essentially that's what it's all about so um but but dallas would have leaked it anyways <laughs> ironically enough so it was like it was weird that they didn't leak it 
And it was also weird that he couldn't quote, like he kept on saying, you know, like I keep hearing from somebody. I'm like, who is this mysterious person? Is it the doctor? Cause it's like, this is pretty easy stuff. This isn't like, this isn't like a trade or whatever. This is like pretty easy, like pretty like diagnosable, literally type of stuff where it's like, does he have nerve damage? Is he injured beyond repair? Does he, does he have dropped foot? You know? If they're saying his rehab is going better than expected, I would assume it's going better than expected. And then on top of that, on top of it going better than expected, it's like we can just watch him walk on the stage without any help. I mean, he was—he didn't have a cane. He didn't have a boot. Whoever ran that bullshit story that Dak's injury is worse, I got to type this in. I, I, I got to type this in in a Google so that way, I never trust this person again. And the sad thing is, some people at 105.3, the fan, ran with this story. And I'm like, I like the guys at 105.3, the fan. And, and it, you know, I trust a lot of those guys there. But it's like some of those guys at the radio station, they ran with that story, with that narrative. And I was like, hold on a minute. Wait a minute now. It's like, what evidence besides insider information? Because this isn't a trade. Once again, this is pretty easy stuff to diagnose. It's like... Does the doctor say, like, the doctor, ironically enough, won't lie as much as people won't, as much as people say, yes, they will, 24, they will. And it's like, they'll lie on some stuff, but, like, as it pertains to, like, like, the reputation is on the line, my guy. Like, and Dallas is known for having pretty good doctors. It's like, you want to put your reputation on the line as a doctor? It's like, all right. Let me type in Dax injury is worse. Dax injury is worse. I'm typing in like Dax injury is worse than what we thought. Let me check it out. Here we go. And, and it's like the thing is like there, I get like links to YouTube videos because of how fucking... It's 105.3 The Fan. Who is this? I'm listening to Daft Punk's one more time, like a bajillion times, ironically enough. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, my God. Hold on. Let me turn off my dehumidifier. Did I say dehumidifier? Dehumidifier. constant droning of the it's literally just air let me play you 105.3 the fan this is actually getting me pretty heated listen to this this is 105.3 the fan this is somebody from that radio station saying this we're one to two months away from him being completely healthy right this is in i think february this is in february yeah i guess unless it's you know, there was another injury or worse than we thought. What's going February 18th specifically? It's March 10th. He looks pretty damn healthy to me. I'm not a doctor. Again, no boot, no cast, walking under his own power, no cane, no extra support. He looked fine to me. 
timetable is pretty accurate. What's going on everyone, it's Anthony Bruno and I'm here today to talk about what's going on with Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. It never ends when it comes to- Please give me timestamps because this guy's talking so fucking slow. And then they promo their channel for like- They, they like go through the next two minutes of a 13 minute video like promoing shit and then they get back to the art uh, not the article but the the main point of the video in question here we go check this out in an article from nfl.com on february 7th look what they wrote sources say prescott underwent a second and previously unreported procedure on the ankle about two months later to strengthen his deltoid ligament clean out the ankle, and make it more structurally sound. Which we already knew, which, like, that was constantly reported on, I think, in January or February. We've known about that for a month. Where's the part where Mike backs, backs it? I think that's the guy that's reported on it. Mike, back, sick, Dak. Yeah, Mark Holmes was talking about it. What the fuck is he doing? Hold on. Is this is this when he says what I think he says? Here's Mike Bax, ba Baxick talking about how apparently Dak's injury is career-ending. All right, so after showing you guys that, here's where things get really interesting. Insert Mike Baxick. Okay, this guy is a former Major League Baseball pitcher and is now a sports radio host on The Fan in Dallas, Texas. And before we go any further, take a listen to what he said about Dak Prescott's injury and the chances of him being ready for the start of the 2021 season. What percent chance do you think that he won't be able to play football this year? 10 to 20 percent and that's and i'm not saying ever i'm saying this year i think that there's a strong possibility that he might not be able to start the season wow that's pretty alarming stuff from Baxit. but of course who knows exactly how much based on what and that was such a short click clip and then he tweets out i'm rooting for dak to come back healthy I've prayed for Dak to be healed by the hand of God. I want him to lead the Cowboys, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm not trying to ruin his, his career for those taking it that way. I'm sorry if I presented it that way. Yeah, so he apologized because he realized how dumb what he said was, where he's like, yeah, this is a career-ending injury. And it's like, dude, you're not a doctor. And it's like I get another ad before another quote, which I'm assuming this is the quote where he says, "I it, like, I have... I have something from the yard barker as well. So I may not even need this video from TPS. This video is so unorganized. It's like, dude, just like play me the bad stuff instead of wasting like five minutes of my life where I'm trying to skim through this video where I'm trying to find him talk shit about Dak Prescott. Here he, here he is once again, I think. Back to that same conversation on the radio, Baxick also talked about Dak's contract situation with the Cowboys. So take a listen to this as well. I think there's a possibility they release Dak Prescott in June. They're going to franchise tag him. Which obviously didn't happen because they signed him. 
And I think if this is as what? bad as what? from what Don't I understand, do that, then. that they so Mike Bassett Bass backs it is essentially implying that this injury is so bad that Dak won't be able to play ever again, and that the Dow. I'm not even being facetious or. I'm not even overgeneralizing what he's saying. He is literally saying that Dak's injury is so bad that it's career-threatening. It is so bad that he may never play the sport of football again. Things of that nature. Again, not a doctor. He can't play. He can't. Would you pay $38 million? Again, not a doctor saying this. Uh, in one season for a guy who might not be able to play if, in 2020. Why would you give? Why yeah, would you don't franchise him? him if you're going to release I, Because him. they won't know until June or July if he can play football or not. So, <clears throat> wrong. That's not a doctor saying that. First and foremost, they wouldn't be able to know based upon he Like, we're talking about he would be almost what? Like, what is it like? eight months out from from fracturing his ankle and they wouldn't be able to tell if he would be able to play football again? Like, they would be able to tell within a couple of months because of, like, like there would be some type of um, extreme damage or something. Like, like I, I got to play an actual doctor explaining Dak Prescott's injury because it's, I, I mean, like, the amount of just speculation... Dak that, Prescott of the Cowboys went down with what's certainly sorry, the worst injury. Sorry. The amount of like speculation that this guy goes through is just absolutely ridiculous. But I have something from the yard barker. Let me um let me let me try and find it here. This may be it. Here we go. Here we go. I'm here he is. Basic said Friday midday. I'm saying based on what I know, there's a possibility Dak never plays again. It's 10 to 20%, but that means there's a 20% chance he will play. Literally makes no sense. I think there's a possibility that that they release Dak Prescott in June. I know something that nobody else knows. Well, what do you know, big guy? What do you know, tough guy? Here's the actual clip, I think. I think this is the clip. Did anyone take any? Sorry, that's super loud. Thing or here, Kevin. I know you love Mike Florio, but he oh. keeps <laughs> on mentioning <laughs> problems in Seattle with Russ. NFL Network says more teams are calling Seattle. Did y'all catch Todd Archer predict that Dak does not sign a long-term deal here, and that will lead to his departure after? A little bit of context about Todd Todd Archer. I I actually believed that they weren't. I thought they weren't going to get a deal done. I don't think anyone thought they were going to get a deal done, which is why I was like so elated that they actually did. Cause I was like, there's no fucking way they're actually going to get a deal done with Dak Prescott. But, um, yeah, like Todd Archer, this was about a month ago. This clip that I'm playing for you, it was February 12th, about a month ago. I myself would not have thought that they would have actually got this done to be honest with you after next season. I mean, this is slowly, developing here if you pay attention mm. to what Aikman said last week Todd Archer and Florio didn't say anything about Dak leaving but he says the Cowboys keep being brought up as a place where Russ may want to play okay so if we could start with Dak real quick and by the way I think it's gonna be fun at 11 o'clock are you tired of talking about the Dak Prescott contract but nope. that I don't actually think that's a bold prediction by Todd Archer at all like I think that's the most logical outcome here if they franchise tag him again, he's gone. 
Because think about it. what The same logic we just used for J.J. Watt and the like, why the hell would Dak Prescott want to stay here? I overperformed the draft slot that you took me by 8 billion percent, and you were never convinced I was the guy. And now you're still not convinced I'm the guy, and that's what... Is there... Where's the clip? Show them he's the guy. They offered him five for 175. Where's the clip? Hold on. I think... I think there's a small possibility I will... Here it is. It's like it's buried in two minutes. I apologize. This is I know something that nobody else knows. <laughs> well, what do you what do you know, Basic? Basic? I'm gonna call you Basic. There's a C and an S literally right next. Bask sick. Basket. Basket. See how hard it is to pronounce. I'm calling him Basic. One seventy five. <laughs> That's thirty five million a year last year. Did they? Or I, is... I do think they did. Yeah. But I will say this. This is all. This is. I know something that nobody else knows, and it's very tough to keep my mouth shut on this. But hey, 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 Basic! Now that you saw Dak Prescott walk, why don't you tell? Why don't you elaborate? Don't speculate. Elaborate on what you know. Tell me what you know, Basic. Tell me. Tell everybody what you know. Spill the beans about his his injury. What do you got loaded up in the chamber? What bullet do you got? Do you got a silver or do you got a blank? Because I bet if you put that gun in my temple right now, well, technically you would still die by a blank. Never mind. But I'm betting if you shot it at a deer right now, you would the deer would hop away very freely. Because you're shooting blanks right now, let's just be honest. You're not shooting a silver bullet. You don't have a red herring. You have nothing. All you have is a blank in the chamber, and you want to act like your gun is fully loaded. It's not. It's not. People do this all the time. They speculate, they postulate, and then they come up with nothing, as did Basket. Let's listen in, and then let's get a real doctor's opinion on it. It's a seven-minute video. I'll try and find the highlights for it. But we'll actually listen to a real doctor explain Dak Prescott's injury. I think think there's a small possibility. I will not uh, go this far. I think there's a possibility they release... Dak Prescott in June. They're going to franchise tag him, and I think if this is as what? bad as what? from what Don't I understand, that, that they'd I be got... like, he can't play. He can't. Play. Would you pay thirty-eight million dollars uh, in one season for a guy who might not be able to play if, in two thousand twenty? Why would you get? Why yeah, would you don't franchise him if you're going to release? I, because him. they won't know until June or July if he can play football. Or- that literally makes no sense. I just realized why they were like, wait, why are you trying to tag him if you're not if you're going to release him? And then he says, well, because he wouldn't know that he wouldn't be able to play football until June. And it's like, wait, like, that doesn't make any sense. You wouldn't be able to tell that he, ha- that he has a broken injury or a broken leg or a, a career-ending injury by, like, literally April? What? Or, or March? What? We've seen this NFL season. This is a real doctor, by the way. This is, this is Brian, I cannot say his last name, I apologize, Suter. Who's like a, I think he specializes in like sports doctor, sports medicine, excuse me, not sports doctor. I'm tired. I took some sleep supplements before I came on the podcast. It's like midnight. But he's an actual doctor. He's a real doctor. And um, let's listen to him talk about Dak Prescott's injury. 
and is already on his way for surgery to his right ankle. Welcome back everybody, I'm Dr. Brian Suter and this is your number one source for learning about the unique medical side of the world of sports. In this video, we're gonna walk through what happened here tonight with this just horrific injury for Cowboys quarterback, Dak Prescott. We'll take a look at the footage to understand how something like this happened, talk about the relevant anatomy, and then specifically what the medical team is gonna do on field to ensure Dak's safety as best as possible. As always, if you enjoy learning about this unique side of sports, then please consider- All right, all right, all right with that right foot. You can already see it looks like this is kind of when the initial onset of the sequence of events leading to his injury first occurred. So he's talking about how the injury happens. As he's planting here, you can already tell how much his foot is starting to externally rotate and the inside of his ankle or his medial malleolus is already starting to fall inward leading to this dislocation. Now, of course, if we continue the clip here, everything's fine, but Honestly, I think at this point, even though his foot's up in the air, he's probably already started that sequence of events with the injury that's gonna be even worse when he, of course, lands. So then when he comes down, the position is just exacerbated even more. He lands, and again, right as he lands before the defender even makes contact, you can already see how his ankle is starting to collapse inward here, leading to the events of this injury. Of course, then if we continue this play along, of course, this moment, you can see now his ankle has completely dislocated here. His foot is severely externally rotated, meaning his point, his toes are pointed outwards. And then if we continue to clip here, we can, of course, see how bad this was when Dak came up and actually saw it. This portion of the ankle kind of sticking out here is likely his medial malleolus. It's that inside heel bone that we'll talk about more in a little bit. Now, we can't tell just from looking at this if it's an open fracture. An open fracture is when the bone actually comes through the skin which is gonna be, of course, a much more serious situation. Almost. It wasn't to provide a little bit more context because he's doing it literally the day, like not the day, but like literally hours after the injury happened. But like, it wasn't an open fracture. It was, I think it had scraped the inside of his skin, but it wasn't like an open fracture. Every single time you have an ankle joint dislocation, you also have a fracture. And we, of course, have heard that Dak is already on his way for surgery to try and repair this injury. If we go and look at our anatomy model here, this is an example of a right foot, just like Dak's injury. The inside of the ankle is this bump right here. That's the medial malleolus, and it's a part of your tibia or your shin bone. On the outside is where you have the fibula or the lateral kind of malleolus. The actual joint that gets dislocated most of the time with an ankle dislocation is the joint between the tibia and the shin bone and the talus. It's the tibio-talar joint. If we take a look at it on this model, of course, again, a right foot, this is gonna be the outside of the foot. This is gonna be the inside portion of the foot. And this bump here on the inside is- I know that this is like a lot of like explanation and stuff like that, and you can't actually see it, so I'll kind of skip ahead just a little bit. Here that attaches the fibula to the tibia. It's the anterior-inferior tibiofibular ligament. And again, the reason that gets stretched is because whenever that talus rotates, you push a blah, 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 we'll keep on moving. And kind of what joint it is, but you could actually see here when Dak first noticed something was wrong, he actually like took his leg and kind of tried to knock it back in place himself. And which he actually said, by the way, like his father had come in after he had like, like the day, the night that, that he had, you know, broken his ankle. He had actually tried to pop it back into place. So, like, you'll if you see the injury, like, for the full, like, minute, maybe not minute, but, like, for the full, like, 30 seconds of him, like, after he got the injury, like, he actually does slam his foot down and tries to pop it back into place. 
I don't think he was successful because of course, as he kind of rolled over here, you could see how bad this was. But what the medical team is doing when they get out there is trying to get that joint back in place. If you have fractures there, you wanna stabilize that joint as best as possible to protect the fractures and prevent the injury from getting worse. If we fast forward this all the way to the very end when Dak is leaving, we can see he's got this protective cast and boot on his ankle telling me that, you know, hopefully they were able to get it reduced back in place here, but essentially have put on some protective stabilizing brace here to protect the joint in route to the hospital before surgery. What I've done next here on this foot model is basically shown the nerves and blood vessels that we have around the foot and the ankle. And as you can see, this is like the most important part, by the way, because this is essentially what's going to determine like how severe his ability, maybe not how severe, but like how, like how he can, how, like maybe not how he can recover or whatever, but like, like what exactly his ability is when it comes to movement in his foot and whether or not he has like drop foot or uh, his mobility or whatever. But he, here he is, here he is. There's a heck of a lot of them. Imagine anytime this joint is dislocated, it can put tearing, it can put pressure, it can damage these nerves, these blood vessels that are supplying the structures and tissues in the foot. There are some joints, some circumstances where you might not on the field try to reduce something and put it back in place and instead would defer that to when they get to the emergency department. But a lot of times you're trying to get that joint reduced, meaning back in proper alignment, back in position to try to restore blood flow, kind of relieve any damage on these potential neurovascular structures. Dak is definitely not the first athlete to have gone through this. Of course, this is very similar to what we saw happen with Gordon Hayward. Super, 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 super important what he's about to say. I'll replay it once again. Neurovascular structures. Dak is definitely not the first athlete to have gone through this. Of course, this is very similar to what we saw happen with Gordon Hayward. We saw something similar like this with Alan Hearns, the Cowboys wide receiver a number of years ago. Karis Levert dislocated his ankle, and I don't think even had a fracture with it, but still... We've seen this happen in professional athletes. Of course, it's a very serious injury, but assuming there's no major blood vessel damage, there's no nerve damage, this is something that guys can recover from and come back and play. It's just, of course, gonna be a very long, very difficult process. And so you really feel for somebody like Dak here. The other key thing I wanna bring attention to, you know, I know Dak has been very vocal about his mental health struggles, and I'm sure the team is gonna be extra diligent with him as he goes through this difficult recovery because we have to recognize the mental health of our athletes when they've had something so serious like this happen. That's part of the rehab process just as much as you need to rehab the bones, the muscles, and the tissues. You've got to rehab that kind of mental psychology piece of this to get through the struggle and kind of deal with those different emotions to ultimately get back to play the same way you wait for the bones and the tissues to heal. So that's it for the video, everybody. My so that's it. So the major, like the major takeaway from that video was essentially that if Dak had any major issues or damage to his blood vessels, blood vessels within his within um within his ankle or within his foot, or if he had any nerve damage within his foot, like that would be pretty bad. But again, Gordon Hayward, Alan Hearns, I forgot Alan Hearns had like a fractured ankle. But like though but the point is this is not the first nor the last time unfortunately, which it was the last time that a player would have to go through an injury like this. But yes, fortunately, this would, this is not the first nor the last time that an injury like this has happened to a football player, to a basketball player, to a professional athlete. And once again, in a non-spec, I love how like Bakshik or Bas Basic, 
literally was like, yeah, you know, um, you know, like, uh, like I, I know something everybody else doesn't know. And, uh, when I drop it, when I drop it, I'll freaking, I'll freaking just like, I, I mean, it'll, it'll be something huge and explosive. And then it's like Dak walks on a stage and he's just fine. Like, all right. All right. Anything else I got? What is this? It's this weird thing. It's called 2021 Big Data Bowl. I don't know what that is. I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. We got like one more thing. One more thing. To kind of go into and look at and things of that nature. It's the mock draft post Dak Prescott getting signed. Draft Network, here we come. Gotta do a couple more mock drafts. Why not? Gotta check it out. Gotta check it out. About a month away, a little bit under a month away from the draft, ladies and gentlemen. Um, got a lot of things to cover with the Cowboys, right? We'll do like, we'll do two drafts within the six, within six rounds. Really, it should be five, to be honest with you. One on the draft network, one on pro football network. We'll keep it pushing. Reason why we're doing a mock draft is, um, because I want to. And I think it's important to kind of look at the situations. And I was thinking about something interesting today, specifically with the Philadelphia Eagles, right? So the Philadelphia Eagles are kind of in this interesting spot as well as the Bengals. I feel like both teams, as much as I'm weapons guy, as much as I'm like, I have no idea why you aren't drafting Jalen Waddle and Patrick, not Patrick Sertain, excuse me, Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith. Um, I'm also like of the belief that both teams, if they're smart, are going to be like, we don't have an offensive lineman to pro- We don't have offensive linemen to protect our quarterbacks. We need offensive linemen. Pania Sewell is there, or maybe Rashawn Slater, who I think is a top 10 prospect. He's going to be there. Why not? I think it's a possibility. So I was kind of thinking like, okay, how would that work? It's like, okay, so maybe the Dolphins get Pania Sewell at three, and maybe the Bengals get Rashawn Slater at five, and then maybe the Eagles get an offensive player like Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle. Maybe Kyle Pitts is still there. I don't know. It's an interesting little situation that you find yourself in if you're those two teams where it's like, what do we value more? Do we value protection or do we value weapons? Protection isn't as sexy as weapons, but it's way more important. It's like vegetables and not candy. It's like everybody likes candy. I don't know anyone who I don't know anyone who doesn't like candy. It's like there's a candy for everybody. Sugar is more addictive than like heroin, right? It's like there's a candy for everyone. There's chocolate, which is candy. But it's a different kind of candy. Not all candy is chocolate, but all chocolate is candy. You know? Everybody likes candy. But it's like, you know, 
wide receivers are candy. Offensive linemen are broccoli. Nobody wants to eat broccoli. Everybody wants to eat candy. If you could get nutrition from candy, you would eat it. I would eat it all day. I I, I mean, goodness gracious, I get no nutritional value. I, I literally have to not eat candy for months in order to be able to eat candy because of how severe the intake of sugar is. It's stupid. I have five fillings already. I don't need any more, ladies and gentlemen. So, Eagles could get maybe some candy. Maybe some broccoli. We'll see. But Cowboys at 10th overall in the first round. It's always going to be Patrick Sertain or Caleb Farley. Hopefully, it's Sertain. I I love Patrick Sertain. I've, I mean, I've loved Patrick Sertain for almost four to five months. Maybe six. Six months. And it's probably going to go into seven. Like, close to it when we roll around to the draft. So, Sertain, that's my guy. I hope he gets drafted. I hope he becomes a Cowboy. But I would also, to be honest with you, not I would not be surprised if he doesn't fall to the Dallas Cowboys. But, you know, we'll see. Second round, pretty easy pickup. Richie Grant. Once again, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you get some defensive players, man. Like, you know, you lost games both because Dak wasn't on the football field, but also you lost games with Dak because of how terrible your defense was. You got C.D. Lamp. You got C.D. Lamp. Trying to find my spot on my chair. You, you, You lost some games here, but, I mean, this is perfect, right? Boom, this is perfect, right? Third round. Both Jabril Cox and Dylan Moses fell to the third. They're second-round players, ladies and gentlemen. And this can happen, right? As much as we're, we're lucking out, we're getting all of the players that we want. I'm finessing the draft, the mock draft simulator once again. It's just so unfair to do mock drafts nowadays because, I mean, I just get all the players that I want. I mean, I get, I get uh, Patrick Sertain. I get Richie Grant. I get, um, I get freaking – and now I'm about to pick up Dylan Moses – the coverage linebacker out of Alabama. I'm getting everything that I want, ladies and gentlemen, and much, much more. Everything I want. And then it's like I can get Tyler Shelvin. Please give me Tyler. I always bitch about Tyler Shelvin because they always take away Tyler Shelvin. Where is he? Don't tell me they already took away my guy Tyler Shelvin. They better not have taken Tyler Shelvin. There he is. There he is. I get him. God damn it. Don't tell me they took him. No, they didn't. Okay, thank God. I got Tyler Shelvin here, and now it's like all of the core pieces of my defense that are that are perfunctory, I now get to unperfunct them up. I, I barely understand what perfunctory is, but I know that that's a word in my vocabulary. Boom, there's Tyler Shelvin going to the Dallas Cowboys at 99th overall. Beautiful pickup. Big boy from LSU coming down to Dallas. Gotta love it. Gotta love it a lot. I got another pick. Fourth round. Let me find an edge rusher. Ooh, Rashad Weaver is up. I'm taking Rashad Weaver. It's the fourth round. He's essentially going to get nothing. If I could have traded back in the third round, I would have. Let me try in the next draft. Those are kind of some of the main pickups 
that I wanted to talk about. It's essentially the exact same thing. Very, very little should change from this year's draft. I want to see if I can trade up and get back into the second round and try to get one of those guys, right? I want to get to, like, the fifth round, not the sixth. And I want to become the Dallas Cowboys. Let me do that. Going on Pro Football Network. Pro Football Network allows trades and is pretty active with trades. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Miami's already active on the board. They want my 10th pick for the 18th overall and the 50th. Excuse me. I feel pretty confident in, in my ability to draft corners. I'm going to trade with Miami. Who do they Who do they get up? Rashawn Slater. For some weird reason, the Broncos took Patrick Sertain as well. Which, that's just... I mean, that's just weird. Now, Giants, they're asking for my first rounder at 18th overall. I traded back with Miami in the draft. They're going to give me the 42nd overall pick plus the 72nd for my 18th and the 2022 seventh rounder. Yes, please. I'll take that. They drafted Gregory Rose. Good luck. I'm out of the first round. I traded out. I said deuces. I got, I got, I, I like my corners. I like the corners that are in this year's draft. I'm fine. You guys think I'm tripping? Watch what I do. I got Greg Newsom, Asante Samuel, Elijah Molden, Eric Stokes. I got some trade partners. I don't want to trade. I don't want to trade. I don't want to trade. I'm. I, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna. I'm gonna get my guy Greg Newsom, corner out of Northwestern to play alongside Trevon Diggs. And do you want to know what I'm gonna do? Do you want to know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get my other guy, Richie Grant. Where is he? Where is he? Rich, Richie Grant out of UCF. And then I got another third round pick, fit, second round pick. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get my guy, Jabril Cox. It's not too early to get Jabril Cox at 50th overall. I want my guy, Jabril Cox. We're taking Jabril Cox, but hold on. Let me just make sure. Let me just make sure. Making sure that none of my other guys are... Gone. I'm taking Jabril Cox. I'm taking my guy Jabril Cox. He's he's exactly where I want. Let me pause the draft. Let me see if I can't get anybody. Landon Dickerson is available. I'm looking for another offensive tackle here. There's nobody here that I like. There's nobody here that I'm willing to go up. Get in the draft. Ronnie Perkins is available. Hold on. Let me propose a trade with the Steelers at 55. What do I got? I gotta I gotta call up the Steelers. Bang. I gotta give up. I'm gonna give up the 191st draft pick in this year's draft plus a sixth rounder for give me that 55. I want it. I want that fifth. How was my trade declined? That's an awesome trade. And they drafted a guard. I want to 
talk to Seattle here. Let me get Seattle on the phone. Let me get that that guy, whatever his name is. Got to get that guy Snyder. Not Snyder, whoever that other guy is. I don't know who the hell that guy is. I got to call him up. Let me call up Snyder. I want that 56 pick. I'm giving you the same author, 190. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sweeten the pot. I'm going to do this. I'm going to give you the 225th pick, 191, and a sixth rounder just for your 56th run. Give me it. How is my trade declined? That's an amazing trade. I wanted Ronnie Perkins. He's still on the board. Now I'm trying to trade with Baltimore. Hey, Baltimore, answer my fucking phone call. I'm giving you 191, 225, 236, and a sixth rounder. I want Ronnie Perkins. And my trade was declined again. And then they drafted Ronnie Perkins just to give me the middle finger straight to my fucking face. Fuck you, Baltimore. Fuck you. I'm sick of it. But, ooh, I got the 75th and the 76th overall pick. See, ladies and gentlemen, if you're patient, you can game the system. You can get all of the picks that you want. You can get all of the picks that you want. And I'm getting all the picks. Now Baltimore called me up saying, you want you want, uh, you want, want the 104th and a third? I'm like, no, Baltimore, you, you didn't want my deal. You know what I'm going to do? I'm pissing you off now. Suck a dick. I got all of the players that I wanted. I mean, I goodness gracious, I got Richie Grant. I got Jabril Cox. I got um. I got uh, uh Greg Newsom. I gotta get a, a big boy. Gotta get a big boy. Got to check out those corners. Kelvin Joseph is still available. I already, I'm fine with, I'll stay where I am at corner. Michael Carter fell. Do I want to take a, a shot? Do I want to take a flyer? On a running back? Yes, I will. Michael Carter, I have the 75th and the 76th. The Clemson tackle, tackle Jackson Carman is up. I'm trying to debate on should I double up on safety because Javon Holland is also here. But the defensive tackle, I'm, I may double up on the defensive tackle. Why not? We got to get some run stopping. I'm, I'm, this is what the full intention of drafting Tyler Shelvin. <clears throat> Excuse me, Tyler Shelvin. At 99th, I'm going to get Michael Carter and Tommy Togiai, Togiai. And then on top of that, I'm going to get Tyler Shelvin, potentially, defensive tackle out of LSU as well. Oh, my God. And some bastard took him. Some bastard took him. Who was it? It was that damn, that damn, t- those damn Tennessee Titans. They stole him. You know what I'm going to do? I'm taking Bobby Brown. He's my other guy. Those damn Tennessee Titans. Damn them. Our Darius Washington is still available. You know what I'll do? I'm. You know what? I may make our Darius Washington a safety, not a safety, a um, a special teamer. 
I'll take Ardarius Washington. If he's he's in, he fell to the fourth round, I'm taking Ardarius Washington, closing my eyes, and I'm saying, hey, Ardarius Washington, be awesome as a um as a as a special teams guy, maybe potentially as a starting safety in the NFL. Jeff Cavanaugh is high on him. I love Jeff. Sean Wade is on is on deck. I you know I don't know Monty Rice, Georgia linebacker as well. Why not? You know you, you can't get enough linebackers. This is going fantastic for me. I traded out of the first round. I got Greg Newsom. I could have gotten Eric Stokes. I'm like I Greg Newsom today. Technically yesterday ran a four three eight. I like both Greg Newsom, Eric Stokes. You can get one or both of them at the top of the second round. I was like I'll take both. Then I took Richie Grant. Then I took Jabril Cox. Then I took Michael Carter. Then I took Tommy Togiai. Then I took Ardarius Washington. Now I'm about to take Monty Rice. Bolster that linebacking core for the Dallas Cowboys once again. And I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I'm having a fantastic mock draft. Fantastic mock draft. We can get that safety out of Texas, Caden Hearns, but I mean, I like our, what we got. We got our Darius Washington. We got Richie Grant. We got Tommy Otogi. We got Bondi Rice. We got Jabril Cox. We got a lot of, we got Michael Carter. Sweet Jesus. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to help out Dak a little bit more. I'm going to check him out. I'm going to check out who I got at wide out. Colin Powell and Trevon Grimes and what about Des? Yep, I'll take Des Fitzpatrick out of Louisville. Pretty good senior. Senior bowl. Let me check out my mock draft. Ooh. My God, I may have to marry that mock draft. Greg Newsom in the second round, 42nd overall. Richie Grant, 44th overall. Jabril Cox, 50th. Three third-round draft picks, ladies and gentlemen, because I traded down and out of the first round. What a fantastic mock draft for me. I hit all of the key spots when it came to my defense. Corner, safety, linebacker. Then I drafted Michael Carter, top of the set, top of the third with the 75th, and then I also had the 76th, and I got a defensive tackle. Tommy Togi also added Bobby Brown to help out that run stuff. One of them is going to be the starter, but one the other is going to be the rotational player. Ardarius Washington, potentially another safety for the Dallas Cowboys, potentially special teamer, potentially slot corner. And then also finally rounding up in my fifth five-round mock draft with Monty Rice out of Georgia. Just an absolutely fantastic draft for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, 24's podcast, best video gaming and sports podcast. I'm playing Pokemon, specifically, um, what's it called? Darkness Rising, whatever it's called. It's a modded version of Pokemon. Pretty freaking sweet. I'm enjoying it. Um, I also took sleep supplements, so I'm very tired. Ladies and gentlemen, um, until my next podcast, I hope you have a fantastic day. Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm not podcasting tomorrow, uh, technically today. Until uh, until my next podcast, I hope you have a fantastic day. I'll see you.